0: another wednesday in the woody in the books uh this time ohio state's not previewing a game though uh the buckeyes still basking in the glory of that notre dame win some of them are some of them are already moved on to maryland some of them ready for the bye week some of them um you know just just kind of hanging out tim may the 40 year vet. andy backstrom i'm spencer holbrook we're hanging out in the woody today uh on a wednesday tim we heard from kyle mccord uh qb1 the man of the hour the man of the week i guess uh we heard from emeka buka the the other man of the week and cody simon who uh, played a big role, stopped Sam Hartman on a fourth and one. Had a pretty good game against Notre Dame over there in South Bend. Big takeaways after hearing from those three uh, pivotal stars from that game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, big takeaways because they all made big plays in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, I talked about that all week last week on this stuff, on radio stuff I did, TV. Is man, you just, you got to make plays, and making plays in those kind of games. Making plays doesn't necessarily mean an 80-yard touchdown run or pass, although. Travion Henderson made a play, 61 yards, around yeah. left end, after they stopped them cold on uh, Notre Dame's first possession in the second half when, theoretically, um, some people, I think maybe even Lou Holtz thought they were going to take control, you know, uh, but they didn't. And uh, But the bottom line is, plays can come in the strangest of ways, and you're exactly right about Cody Simon, about Sonny Stiles and Lathan Ransom also ganging up and making a play, you know, making a play. But uh, the cool that Kyle McCord exhibited in that, in that two-minute offense, which it only took a minute and 25 seconds or whatever it was. 20, minute 25. Okay. That's what I just said. Yep. Uh, you know, you can't replicate that on a practice field, uh, in a classroom. You've actually got to go out and do it. And like Emeka Igbuka pointed out <clears throat> when we were talking to him, and a lot of that stuff, and, and even Cal McCord did, a lot of that stuff was just basic stuff they were running. Like a drag route, where you clear out and Julian Flynn goes across for a drag route. You know, you heard me ask Kyle McCord, that was probably his favorite pass of all of them, because they had to convert that one. It was fourth down. And he threw it in front of the receiver. He was able to turn up field a little bit and get get it by a half a yard. The drive goes on, uh, history in the making goes on. and uh, But that's what stands out to me, is a lot of guys stepped up in the clutch. And that just gives a bounce in your step, adds a little bit of swagger, whatever it is you want to call it, justified swagger
2: going forward. That so was funny. They WAS asked, I think someone asked Comicord, what do you call this game? You know, big wins have names. And he said, I don't know, maybe the third and 19 yes. GAME. Yes. Because that throw he had on third and 19 to get to the doorstep of the end zone there, the one yard line, to have Chip train him, have that chance to plunge it in on third and goal was quite remarkable. One, because he threw the pass before Mecca really turned. And talking to both of those guys about that chemistry, that goes back years. You know, like just because Kyle McCord's quarterback won this year and has the starter reps doesn't mean that's when this chemistry has been formed. You know, they came in together in 2021. They roomed together, they know each other pretty well, and that chemistry doesn't happen overnight or even in an off season. That's been years worth of time. Kyle knew where to throw it at the right time, Emeka knew where to be at the right time. So that drive was not this is Kyle McCord's fifth start and this is you know, something that just happened. Yeah, These things happen over years, and I think that's the thing when Marcus Freeman said, we knew we had a young quarterback we were facing, we're trying to switch up coverages. Well, Concord saw those coverages. He's adjusting pre-snap, not just because he's had time now as a starter, but because he's been in college football for three years. Yeah, and it he's always, not necessarily yeah. a young quarterback. He has experience.
1: And it always comes back to, but does the receiver see the same thing you see, you know? And with the receiver, does the quarterback see the same thing I'd, I see? Because that is literally a, a timing. That ball's got to come out of Cal McCord's hand on that third and 19. It's got to come out of his hand before, like you said, Emeka even looks back for him. But Mecca has seen that little opening, that little opening spot in the in the zone there, and curled right into it. And you know. Forget about even chemistry, that's just something both guys have studied, both guys have gone through things, and they both reacted to the same uh, stimulus, which was the Notre Dame defense in exactly the right way, and uh, boy, it's just uh, remarkable when it all comes together.
0: They also reacted to the Notre Dame defense just being absolutely befuddling by only having ten men on the field. Uh, Uh, What? Kyle McCord had the best quote of the day. Try to dispute it, that's fine, but I I can't get over what he said out there. It's, quote, it's not our problem they only had 10 men out there. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Like, Ohio State should not apologize for that, and Ohio State shouldn't feel bad about it. Uh, Get your stuff together, Notre Dame, and get your 11th guy out there. Uh, I'll give a little bit of credit to Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports who called it the Holy Ghost. Uh, They were relying on the Holy Ghost as the 11th man. Uh, So, hat tip to Dan there. I like
1: that.
0: Uh, you know, Ohio State and Kyle McCord shouldn't apologize for that. Marcus Freeman has explained it every way he can, but Ohio State will take it where they get it. Kyle McCord said he noticed it on the first play, but he ran the sprint out because he thought he could still get it to Marv. And and rightfully so. Marvin Harrison Jr. is incredible, uh, and we'll get to him in just a second. But the second play, Kyle said, oh, I knew it had to be a run to the left. Well, if you watch the TV copy even, Ryan Day sees it. Uh, I'm sure the people up in the booth see it. And on the TV copy, Marcus Freeman, the young head coach, goes ahead and knows this is the final play of the game. Let me just take that headset off. I don't need it. It's one play, we either stop him or we don't. Well, maybe in that headset, just maybe, somebody was telling him, hey Marcus, we've uh, only got 10 men down there. I don't know. I just don't think that it's the greatest look where a communication error happens and you don't even have your headset Hold on. on. Yeah. So, all of that is to say, Comic McCord in this program no, there's no reason to apologize for the 10-man blunder. Uh, there was only a reason to take advantage of it, and that's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it real quick, though. They had 10 men on the field the previous play, like you talked Coming about. Coming out of a timeout. And again, oh, when, oh when they could have subbed. Chip Trainum runs on. Uh, Travion Henderson runs off. You know, I mean, it, it's stunning that you didn't get an 11th man out there for that next play. You know, yeah. that's that, that that's the... For, Everybody makes a mistake, but to make it two plays in a row, yeah, that's, you and know. The, the people. But I'm sure, you know, in Lou Holtz's mind, there was an 11th guy out there somewhere. The Holy Ghost. Maybe 10 was enough because they're so physical.
0: They, hey, uh, I just, yeah, I still can't believe that. Uh, but one person noticed it, at least, it was Ryan Day who called the play there. Uh, he also called the play to Marvin Harrison Jr. despite Marvin Harrison Jr. being on an injured ankle. Uh, the previous play, and he was really open. I think Kyle McCord, with a better snap there, gets it to him because he, he had a couple it of yards. well
1: yesterday, or day before yesterday, that it threw the, the timing was thrown off. The off.
0: timing was thrown off. He had he had the space. It looked a lot like Olave's routes where he used to run that that comeback to the yeah. you know the one. So very nicely done there. Uh, should have been a touchdown in all honesty. Marvin Harrison Jr. Huge update. Um, we're going to go to Andy Backstrom for the update on Martin
2: Harrison, Jr. Uh, he was back out here just like he normally is in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center catching passes. seemed like he had a little bit of a brace on that ankle, but yeah, he seems had some, to be.
1: He had a little white thing sticking up above his black yeah, sock.
2: Don't know what it is exactly, but seems to be fine by all accounts in, in terms of catching passes, putting weight on both feet. And it seems like, you know, he just toughed out that ankle injury, uh, which Ryan Day called a sprain after it. The game. I don't know if it's been updated or anything like that. We don't get to talk to Ryan this week, at least at this point. Um, But certainly good sign for Buckeyes fans to to hear that Marvin Harrison Jr. is back out in this building catching passes with the other wide receivers because he's so critical to this team, not only for his own production, but drawing other defenders, and that was talked about today. Yes, teams are going to bracket Marvin Harrison Jr. They're going to double Marvin Harrison Jr. But just, you know, even him being there for that, helps these other guys like Emeka Egbuka and Xavier Johnson yeah. and Julian Fleming. Caged There's too over. many weapons for teams to basically do that and get away with it.
1: But even Saturday night after he went back in, he made that great, he laid out for that one pass over the middle it kept help keep that drive in motion. I mean, like we talked about the other day, Julian Fleming, uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka had huge catches on that drive. It wasn't just a one-man show and it wasn't just a one-man you go here and Emeka goes there, Even though. You, we were sitting next to each other. Remember, I kept talking about Emeka Egbuka being open. He was open. By open, I mean, you know, like this. I don't mean way You're over, off the you know. camera, Tim. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> not off camera. Not way off camera, but, but he was there all night, you know. And uh, But you want to throw some balls to Marvin Harrison, Jr., because remember that one that was ruled incomplete? That was still one of the great plays you're ever going to see on a college football field. So uh, yeah, I think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, the problem is for Ohio State is, if he wouldn't have been fine, like, there's no time to rest him. You get this week of the off week, and sure, that's the initial period, but you can't rest him against an undefeated Maryland team, no matter how much better you think Maryland is. You can't rest him at Purdue, which has been an absolute house of horse for this program in the 21st century. They're 2-5 and five in ross Aid Stadium since the turn of the century. Uh, yeah, I, think y- I, think, crazy? I think Y2K just threw a big loop into Ohio State-Purdue. I'm not really sure why. Uh, and, then, and then you've got Penn State. So, like, there's not really much time for recovery there other than the off week. That's why the off week comes at the perfect but,
1: but, time but, for these guys. But like guys. Cal McCord pointed out, you know, like for example, the attention that they drew, remember all of a sudden Xavier Johnson breaks wide open. I thought that was going to be the drive. I thought that was going to be where they took control of the game. And, but they went up for it on that fourth and one and ran that, uh, that uh, jet sweep, whatever you want to call it. It looked more like a, uh, uh, a tri-motor. Uh, but that's another story. Anybody who follows aviation knows what I'm talking about. It just wasn't there. It wasn't there for takeoff.
0: That went over my head, Tim.
1: Yeah, for tri-motor. Um, I think Dame, Well, I won't get into that. Uh, but uh, but the bottom line is yes. Uh, uh, they need him, but they've got other guys that that have stepped up, you know. And it's 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 interesting how deep this team really is when you really put your head into it.
0: Andy, I'm going to do something we don't do normally on this program and preview something. You, you, you had a really good idea, and you're going to write about it at lettermanrow.com, uh on Wednesday afternoon or evening, maybe even Thursday. Just asking the guys, like, what was it like to wake up after that game on Sunday morning and just, and just feel that or rewatch that or see that. Kyle McCord said he watched the TV copy, which I thought was hilarious. Like, this guy's got access to more All-22 than we could dream of. Like, I want the All-22, and I can't get it. Uh, and he's just out here watching the YouTube copy like maybe the rest of us are. Like, that is a very cool thing to note. And like Cody Simon talked about waking up and is this real, you know? So I just thought that that was really interesting. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited to read about it. That's, I wanted to preview it on the video.
2: Yeah, it's really cool how different players process things in different ways. And Mecca Bucca is already on in Maryland. You know, we, we're 10 days away from Maryland. He, He's already onto that week. He's Bill Belichick. Um, but, you know, with yeah. the bye week, the, they have the chance to really savor this win and, you know, not make it bigger than it needs to be, but still enjoy it. And I think that's really cool. Especially Kyle saying, you know, that one throw he had to Kate Stover that could have been intercepted. He admitted, he's like, yeah. You know, I was like, what were you thinking? He's like, well, I said a really bad word. I uh, can't say right now. And, um, you know, he's got a good sense of humor to him too. So it's just good to see the guys, maybe an in, in and off week setting, talking about the game, but also, understanding that they've got a lot to do to work on. Emeka Abuka pointed out, hey, look, we had eight offense possessions against Notre Dame. We had seven in the first half against Georgia yeah. in the Peach it's Bowl It's a different ballgame now, different man. Different game with the clock, but also means there's more pressure to execute. We've been talking about it all season, but I think that's something that kind of goes unnoticed with this game. Yeah, Ohio State won this game, but they really played into what Notre Dame wanted to do, and all yeah. these opponents have wanted to do so far, with the exception of Western Kentucky, which is basically drain the clock and make Ohio State – Really have to score on every single possession it has. And, yeah. and I think that that's something that going forward you have to see better in terms of efficiency from this offense.
1: Yeah, you know that one word uh, uh, Kyle wanted to say or did say um, on that pass to Cage Stover, it was probably an F word. You know what the F word was? Foot. Another foot. <laughs> oh, you know, higher. But that guy made a great break on that ball, didn't intercept it. You know, for the, thank goodness for the Buckeyes, it did, he didn't intercept it. But yeah, you learn. Like like I was talking to him later, I'm going to have him on, on my little blurb on my podcast next week, just you, you go back and you watch the TV copy, you go back and watch any copy, and you see these great plays you made, but you also, as he's pointed out, see the points they left on the table, mm-hmm. we, we, which we talked about on Monday at, in Ohio Stadium when we were recapping this game. Yeah, go watch that video if you didn't. That was the, a good one. But the points they left on the table, yeah, because it didn't have to come down to the last drive. You know, that, that's the point. And, uh, so there's so much more room they can, uh, uh, more progress they can make with this offense for sure.
0: Yeah, everybody that we talked to, whether it was Amecha, whether it was Kyle McCord, whether it was Cody Simon, talked about self-scouting, getting better on the off week, getting rested and recovered. Um, this team was battered and bruised, and so was Notre Dame. I pity Notre Dame for having to go on the road. Seriously, like They're I feel bad. A hot Duke team. I, yeah, I feel bad for that team having to go on the road now and playing a a game in a night environment like that sounds terrible and i don't think this program would sign up for it either that was as physical of a matchup for both teams as you could imagine and again i'll say it again it looked like a a mash unit walking out of the the locker room and i can imagine it looked the same on the other side of the stadium for notre dame that was as tough and as physical of a game for both sides as you can imagine this program can use the bye week i
1: know that but the intensity we talked about it right Intensity was college football playoff like intensity. That's oh, yeah, what, that's what that's the level that game was played at. And those games were usually rarely are ever going to be beautiful, they're not no. going to be pretty games, you know. There's going to be a lot of give and take and stuff. And like you said, Ohio State has quite the luxury of having this week off number one, to let people rest up and heal up, and number two, to get this game out of their system. Uh, yep, because Maryland is going to present, we'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. Maryland's going to present. Quite a
2: challenge for this defense
1: again.
0: Absolutely, Andy. Uh, wrapping things up, just Ohio State, the off week. What what needs to be accomplished this week?
2: Yeah, I think you got, again. What we talked about the efficiency with this offense. I think they need to be on their P's and Q's, and and maybe get out to a faster start than they did against Notre Dame. I mean, pretty much was a scoreless game going to that final drive of the first half. They ended up getting three points and going three nothing lead. They could have had seven there, and I think. You want to have a situation where you're coming out, staking yourself to a lead and, and letting you have the leverage in terms of dictating the clock and the way this game is played and the pace of it. So I think offensively, more efficient. Defensively, got to get off the field. Third down defense was not very good against Notre Dame. Third down defense was not very good against Youngstown State two weeks prior. I think that's got to be the emphasis. As, as much as this defense has made the plays at the right times, they have not been super efficient either. They've been yep. on the field a lot, which doesn't help the offense. So think Those are the two things for me they need to get better at. And
1: I keep going back to this. Uh, you just talked about it a while ago seven possessions against Georgia in the first half of the college football playoff semifinal last year, eight possessions total for Ohio State on Saturday night. This is much more like a big time tennis match anymore. You've got a whole serve, I mean, yeah. you've got a score. And Ohio State was close to scoring on what six of those matches, six of those possessions. If I did Tim, my math correctly,
0: Tim, I think. I think so there they were. scored
1: on three and they had they had a chance on three others to you know or at least two others to score and that, that's what you have to do now you have to be so efficient but past efficient you've got to be you know over the top you've got to score now it's a it, and they know that they know the urgency that's the word I brought up with the mecca there's an urgency about it now that wasn't there even last year don't you agree? Yeah, and,
0: and both teams crossed the 50 on almost every possession. Yeah. That's one of the things that I noted well, I in the Ohio State more
1: than Notre Dame did if you go back and look at the, the drive charts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite remarkable that it was only 17 to 14. Both teams were cooking a little bit uh, between, the, between the 20s and just couldn't do anything uh, on the other side of that red zone. Uh, Ohio State Maryland is in 10 days. If you'd like to go see that game, you should go to the GameTime app or GameTime.co. Uh, use the promo code Buckeyes. Get $20 off your first purchase at the GameTime app or GameTime.co. Uh, and then the price-matching, Tim, you love talking about that price-matching.
1: Yeah. Well, if you, uh, bottom line is if you find a ticket in your same line, on, on your same uh, uh, aisle, or what's, what's the word? Of Section. Section and row. There we go. I named everything except that. Section and row, uh, pretty similar seed. Uh, uh, GameTime.co, the GameTime app, they will refund you 110% of the difference. So, go ahead and hang on to your game time ticket yeah. that you acquire. And uh, get a little money back on top of everything. Yeah,
0: you find one on a competing uh, ticketing, competitive, ticketing yeah. website that's a little cheaper. You get 110 percent the difference. You still get to go to the game with the game time app. You're saving money. You're watching the Buckeyes. What could be possibly better than that? Seeing script Ohio, seeing these Buckeyes back in action against Maryland on October 7th, that's homecoming. Uh, Letterman Row will be there, but until then, well, we're gonna be covering the Buckeyes. We've got a lot of coverage coming up. We got uh, Thursday video, Friday video coming up to you guys. A uh, lot of, of off-week content, freshman stuff. Uh, look back on the first four weeks. Uh, Andy will be there, Tim May, the 40-year vet, he'll be there, and Matt Parker on the recruiting side, and me, Spencer Holbrook. Come join the party, join the team at Letterman Row. We would love to have you in there. One dollar for one month, you can't beat that deal. Uh, you get all the way through the Penn State game, and I think that's the biggest game of the year right now. So. If you want all that coverage, go to LettermanRow.com. Stick with us. We got coverage coming.